Are you gonna say something? Ever? I don't know what to say. Why? What's the big deal? I acted like an idiot. I totally embarrassed myself. Yeah, you did. Kidding. So what happened? I'm just scared of needles. I can't explain it. Then why would you try a piercing? I don't know, I just thought it would look cool and I thought I'd gain some points with you. Points? You know what I mean. No, I don't. Ash, you're my friend. You don't need a piercing to impress me. Welcome to All About Degrassi, the podcast where science is back, baby. Science is back, baby. Ooh, yeah. That's a, Look at all this science. <laughs> Who said that? That's a Lori Lightfoot reference for all my Chicagoans out there. <laughs> Whoosh. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, she, she's she's interesting. She's an interesting lady. I'll say that. Um. <laughs> we love our Chicagoans. We love our Midwest folks. I do have no idea what you're talking about. But that's okay. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, it's probably going to sound a little bit different this week because we're recording in a new space. This is not the full proper studio that we'll be recording at in the future. But since the last time we recorded, Evan and I both moved and we are mm-hmm. now next door neighbors with each other. We're now neighbors. We're mixing business and pleasure. Yeah, I think it's pretty adorable. I feel like we're like a sitcom at this point. Yeah, I'm, uh, oh God, I've never seen it. Home Improvement, who am Who am I in Home Improvement? Well, you know, I think I'm probably the Wilson because we do share a patio and I'm always sort of peeking my head over That's... the little fence to see what you guys are up <laughs> That's to. true. You're the one who lurks and goes, hello. I don't, uh, well, this is a bit of a mischaracterization, but we are neighbors now and we are adorable and we are still podcasting about Degrassi. Uh, I hadn't watched Degrassi in a while because I had been moving. I, you know how it is. I, we've both been moving. You yes. can't watch TV when you're moving. You don't have your stuff. No, you're not situated. Mm-mm. You don't have time to sit in a place. Yeah, you don't have a couch. You don't have snacks. No, but I watched some Degrassi today to prepare for this podcast, mm-hmm. and I will say, spoiler alert: the first episode that we're going to cover today was the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> My God. I... But this the other episode I did like. <laughs> um, I, I, spoiler alert, I, uh, as usual, don't have as strong of feelings. I but, hated um... this fucking episode so much, and I think it's shocking that you had no opinion about it. No, I have an opinion. I don't have a good opinion, but I... I like it was like, huh, uh, okay, um, let's, should we just get, should we just get into let's it? Let's talk about it because I, uh, preface thesis statement this episode <laughs> is everything i don't like about degrassi was it your high paw thesis statement because science because science the well, theme is thesis, science hypothesis yeah it's like the same root word it's like a it's a okay fine I was I'll, just doing I'll, allow thing. I'll, I'll allow it i'll allow it it's fine yes it's my hypothesis thesis <laughs> is, there we, there we this is everything wrong with degrassi in one episode <laughs> i can't wait to figure out why you feel that way i will um, break it down let's get into it beat by beat let's go <laughs> okay so we are covering today season two episode five weird science which is a song weird science, oh, magic and technology, doesn't chance 
It is a song. It is also a movie. Well, it's um, the song for the movie, right? Yes. So the song is Weird Science by Oingo Boingo, which is the band fronted by Danny Elfman. Oh, uh, Batman fame. Uh, of of Batman and nothing else. Yep. No, no, nothing else. He's never he done anything Batman. else. <laughs> he invented Batman and then did nothing else. Um, yeah, Johnny Elfman. The, the Johnny. Oh, <laughs> Danny. I don't know. Cut don't that. be smirch his name. His name is Danny. Can we cut that? Um, Danny Elfman, the composer Danny Elfman of Simpsons theme fame and Batman fame and, and nothing else. Um, Those two songs. Um. And also the John Hughes movie of the same name. Have you seen this movie? Yeah. Um, I would say it's one of the weaker John Hughes mo- movies, but there's some parts I like. I remember when I was a kid, I was attracted to the part where the boy wears the panties. Okay, I haven't seen this movie. So. The boy wears the panties. And Anthony Michael Hall kind of looks at his butt and he's like, whoa. Oh, is he like feeling things in that moment? I think so. I think that's the implication. Yeah. Anthony Michael Hall always feels a little queer coded in John Hughes movies. Just yeah. Like ever so slightly. Yeah. But is that just like the homophobia of Hollywood that this like weird little Weasley boy has to be It's gay? the toxic masculinity of Hollywood. Okay, yes. I buy that. Um, so, okay. <laughs> this Okay, so this episode. So... This is an episode focusing on Emma and her relationship with Mr. Simpson. Yeah. So they're at the bre- the breakfast or the dinner table. The dinner to. table. So things between Emma's mom and Mr. Simpson, a.k.a. Archie, a.k.a. Snake. For those of you keeping track, this man has a lot of pseudonyms. Too many names. Too many names. Um, so also, think- Mr. Nystrom, I think, is one of them. <laughs> No, no, wait, never mind. No, that was the Predator. Um, (laughs) um, So things are getting pretty serious between the two of them, and Emma is still not thrilled about the whole arrangement, in spite of his efforts to integrate into their family and get closer to her. And they're seated for a lovely dinner of Chinese takeout when he tells her to call him Archie, and she pointedly replies, Would you pass the Kung Pao, Mr. Simpson? (laughs) Which is savage, yeah. That's like that's really harsh. Um, yeah. What should we be calling him? I don't know. I don't like calling him any of these things. <laughs> what do you What do you want to call him? That guy from Degrassi. <laughs> I, oh, I, um. Here's my. We could call him Stefan Brogren. Yeah. Call him his real name. I I guess I'll call him. I'm calling him Mr. Simpson. I'm gonna call him Archie. That one's call him Archie. Most, yeah. Okay. That is that's the shortest. That <laughs> it's is the shortest. It's the least intrusive into my life. So it's a, it's a difficult character because he has his like identity changes with who he's talking to, right? Yes. Like how you refer to him. Like obviously students know him as Mr. Simpson. Emma kind of knows him as Snake, and so does her mom. But then they also alternatively know him as Archie. So it's like he's this man of like many identities and. So as his role in the show goes on, it's like different people call him different things. I feel like Mr. Simpson is the most consistent one. I suppose. But... I had an issue. Um, he said, what do you have planned for the big weekend? And it, it didn't seem to be a three-day weekend. I think it was just a regular weekend. I think all weekends are big when, you know, you're, you're 13 and, you know, you still I guess. feel high on life. But he says, are you going on any hot dates? Which I guess would annoy me. Yeah, she does cite that as yeah. like a point of a, a point of criticism, a point of irritation for her. Which like I, you know, I feel like that's just sort of like typical cringy adults relating to kids. I think that's kids. fine. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't, I didn't have any huge issues with this scene. <laughs> Let's get into the other scenes. Well, so so the next day, Emma, of course, is complaining about this to Manny, 
Um, and we also get an Archie Comics reference, uh, which oh, yeah. which is surprising coming from these kids. These kids. Would, these kids would not have read Archie Comics. Unless, if you're Canadian and you're listening to this, write in and tell us how much you read Archie Comics. Yeah, well, this is also before Riverdale. Like, now I assume kids know about this. I know, this. but it's just so wholesome. I feel like it's a good fit for Canada. Like, I feel like maybe Canadian youth read Archie later in, in <laughs> time than American youth. <laughs> hmm. Hmm, I don't know. I'm not sure Archie, about this wholesome. hypothesis. They go together. I don't know about your hypothesis here. I so. want to talk about the fact that it hard cuts to Jimmy asking Ellie on a date, but like on his knees. Not even like a wedding yeah. proposal, because he's also like holding her hand. It's very like intimate. It's very intimate. Yeah. And it's very, it's a, it feels a little ceremonial. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, you're not, you know like as a lord you're not a sir yeah uh it's, it's a very weird also it's weird because she as she knows she says uh i'm best friends with your ex mm-hmm. so no um which you know which is fair I which guess. is which is very fair i think like yeah. you don't date your best friend's ex yeah that would be very complicated that'd be very messy okay so i have no issues so far uh <laughs> so spinner meanwhile has a serious case of persistent boner okay here we go um, this is a big problem for me. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of issues. Okay. First of all, the the euphemisms that they have for boners are so perplexing to me. What do they say? Okay, they say, what do they say? He opens by saying, my bat is wood, which is just oh, right. so much more graphic than saying I have an erection. And the sort of runner throughout the episode is they keep saying... I'm in the, the red. red zone. Yeah, I'm in the in red. the red or in the red zone, and this is apparently so common hmm. that when they say this to Sheila later, which she- I have huge problems with them <laughs> having that conversation, but when they say it to Sheila later, she immediately knows what they're talking. Yeah, and about. I've never heard these euphemisms before. It's so weird. I get the 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 bat being wood. I thought was like kind of like uh huh huh. You know, like I guess one could say that. Um, the in the red. I, that doesn't it's make so any sense. Weird. Uh, this subplot. Okay, I will just say I've had a lot of boners in public. As I mean, have you? Have you had that experience? Um, yeah, a few times in school, I suppose. Um, I don't think it's been as common in my adulthood. I think maybe I usually have a prop with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like I don't know. It's usually it's just usually not a problem unless you're wearing like gym shorts like if you wear jeans i do wear gym shorts a lot well if you wear like jeans and underwear it's like which i as i usually did throughout you know school it was you know it's, it's fine i did i did have one time in middle school where i just had a random you know middle school boner and the teacher asked me to get up but luckily i was in the front row and i was like getting up with four other students to like sit down so i was able to sort of shift into the other chair without really getting up was it it was like noticeable yeah it would have been (laughs) oh mm, but i just i didn't have to stand up i found a loophole uh so it's not shadowing it's not like it's unrelatable it's just i just i every time every time we go to a scene with spinner and talking about his boners i'm just like i hate this this is just doesn't feel for me, maybe. Like, maybe this is more for the kids. I don't know. I just, I hate all of it. I have issues we will get into with this. Okay. Um, so the setup... Let, do we bounce back to the Archie? Yeah, so the setup for this episode is the science fair. Yes. Hence the title. Um, and so, okay. 
question. Did you participate in the science fair? In yeah, youth? I did a couple of times. I did one where I did like a density thing and it was like maple syrup and like cooking oil and they like separated oh. and I saw how much some of them sank. But I remember I had an Omega Red action figure that was like made of metal. So it sank all the way to the bottom and it was so annoying to get it back out because it was in the maple syrup for like a week oh and I had God. to like, clean it off. Cause it was a really did you cool ever get a clean? Figure. Yeah, I did. Oh, wow. I really like the X-Men, so I wasn't going to let that go. <laughs> and he was, like, the only one of that. Mm. I had other X-Men toys, but he was the only one that was, like, this little metal figurine. And mm. I just thought he was special. He was special. Cool. Yeah. yeah, a special guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I So we had to participate in the science fair. Like, that was part of our grade. And I the only one I can remember... Also, I will say... My parents did all of my science fair projects. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did they do for you? Um, the the board, the arranging of it, the no, lo- but like, like, what is the project that they're? <laughs> uh, I okay. The only the only one I can remember, and I also turned this one in late. Um, <laughs> Your parents. My were parents late. turned it. My parents turned this one in late on my behalf. Um, was it was something to do with like soil, um, like you know, uh, something about soil. And I remember when I turned it in, apparently my teacher was like, had you turned this in on time? How did you submit this on time? It might have like won, like it, it might have placed. Wow. And I was like, wow, my mom really deserves a lot of <laughs> for that. Um, but alas, uh, I don't know. I feel like that's a thing. Isn't that a thing where like people like don't do their science fair projects and they get their parents to do it? I, I <laughs> or am I just bad? I don't know because I think <laughs> I'm 90% sure the science fair at my middle school was like optional. Mm, it was like an oh, after school thing. Okay. See, this was in elementary school. After elementary school, we didn't have to do it ever again. I don't okay. think. Um, that's my science. That's our, there we go. Those are our science fair experiences. So <laughs> Emma's project is on the benefits of a healthy breakfast as it relates to physical fitness. Okay, here we go again. This is, now I'm back mad at the episode class, again. Classic Emma behavior. I'm mad way. at the episode again. She has so many test subjects, and at the onset of us learning about this science project, she's watching people do jumping jacks. There's like eight of them. <laughs> How is she coordinating all these schedules, first of all? She, I guess she should win just for that. But I also find this whole setup to be very unscientific. Like, how many jumping jacks can you do before you get tired? Seems like there's so many variables other than what food you had for breakfast. Right. I think it's an unsound experiment. You know, it's not unethical. It's just there's no there's nothing to be derived from this information. Well, we don't. To be fair, we don't totally know what her methodology is because the video uh, i'm just episode, going off what i've seen <laughs> the episode is thankfully spares us getting into the methodology of her experiment but um so yeah we see we do see like students like doing a lot of jumping jacks in front of her and then they like go to this like fruit smoothie bar that she has arranged for them which honestly sounds great wait th- that was outdoors how's she powering this blender uh, a very long extension cord. it's battery powered i'm gonna need to look at this i again. don't i don't know and i have been good at posting stuff on the degrassi instagram recently so you should follow mm-hmm. and if this fucking blender is not attached to an extension cord i am <laughs> nick calling, will find I'm quitting, it i'm quitting the degrassi if they did not plug in this thing to an extension cord um, so this hypothesis of hers is challenged by the results of two subjects who performed better eating junk food. Out of how many? She had so many. There was like 12. Yeah. Wouldn't you expect irregular results with that many tests? Well, I mean, I guess 
still a pretty low sample size, I guess. you know, but um, for a high school project or middle school project, I feel like it's fine. Uh, but yeah, JT and Spinner are her regular test subject results. Um, so Mr. Simpson, he tries to help Emma with her project by giving her some pretty vague advice uh, and she rebuffs him. This is a conflict of interest that I'm talking about. We will get into that. Um, also, he's eating, in this scene, he's eating ice cream straight from the carton, which, I don't know, get a, get a bowl, get a sir. Bowl. You're a guest. You don't live here yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so it's the big day of the science fair and we get a look at some of these kids' projects. And, um... JT... <laughs> Oh, we got to back up because so tell tell them what JT's project is and then we need to back up to the creation of this project. Okay, so JT's project is the woman of the future, quote unquote. Uh, I don't know how this got. I don't know how this was allowed to even be made. This had to go through so many people. (laughs) And they all said, sure, they all signed off on this. Um, So, okay, so basically this is about. Uh, natural alternatives to, like, female body augmentation, female plastic surgery, which you say? I guess I'm for. <laughs> uh, so what he shows, what he presents to Principal Radich is natural alternatives to silicone breast implants that are made of, what is it? It's flour, lard, lard and, and something else. And something else. Water? Water, flour, and lard. And they're just, like, these little bags. With duct tape. With duct tape. Um, that certainly should not go inside any person's no, body. No, I don't think so. Um, uh, and Mr. Raditz is but wait, horrified. Like, let's let's back up for a second. Would would that be bad if the if the casing is <laughs> because the issue is silicone breast implants don't are break leaking. down. Wait, what? No, no, they are leaking though. Oh, but are you saying the lard would just like decompose? I think so, right? I don't know. Water, flour, and lard? Like, those are all organic compounds. Does I feel flour like they decompose? Would... It doesn't. I, it, I, 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 okay, so okay. Uh, we are not scientists. <laughs> we are not scientists. <laughs> um, and we are showing our asses here. Um... <laughs> I'm just saying, a lot of people have to get their breasts removed, the, the implants removed, because the silicone is leaking, so not if it's suggest- water and lard, then maybe that's better. That's I, all I'm saying. I am not suggesting that <laughs> silicone breast implants are perfect or are a, a, a great... Not not that I am judging anyone who gets no, them. Go ahead, I am just saying that they, you know, obviously they have issues, but I will say I don't know if these are a good substitute. Okay, and then to take a, a one step even further back, there's a scene before this where where we see JT making something. It's still in like a pitcher at this point. He's mixing it. And he purposely spills it on Miss Hatsalako so he can like touch her chest. Because she's hot. She's a hot teacher. Um, Oh, JT. JT. We love you. Why are you doing this toxic shit? Oh, that was so nasty and creepy. I was like, oh, I hate how normalized this is. It, It made me pretty upset. So another thing I don't like about the episode, let's continue. <laughs> what what other experiments oh. were there? <laughs> um, well, the only, okay. So, oh, that's right. So, okay. So we see that Toby's is about surveillance. We don't really get anything more. Yeah. Than... Why is Toby not just showing off one of his, like, many inventions from the future? Like, he's already invented Facebook. Why doesn't he just present that? <laughs> um, we don't, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems very, like, 1984 vibes based on his poster. I don't really know what, we don't know what his hypothesis is. We don't know anything. It's 
it's uh always surveillance friend or foe yeah surveillance friend or foe um and we don't know what he comes what conclusion he comes to what if he's like friend <laughs> he comes he's like pro the patriot act <laughs> it's his argument for surveillance he was, a, he was an author of the patriot yeah. act um oh and then liberties is something to do with uh plants being deprived of sunlight yes. right and how they, you know, how that affects them, which is like, uh, yeah, not well. I don't... Like, I think that would be bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. This seems like not a very revelatory... But I don't know, I guess I... I still think she was robbed. That seemed very thorough. <laughs> she needs to just work on her presentation, because when the judges come by, she's set, she's going day by day. It's like, don't do that, you know? Jump ahead five days. Be like, oh, here's five days later. Look at all the things that have happened to this cactus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, her presentation. She needs more flair. Um, she needs more flair. But, uh, so Emma's still... Much like Jennifer Aniston in Office Space, she needs more flair. I don't know what that means. Really? I don't know what that means at all. You've never seen Office Space? I've never seen Office Space. It's pretty good. Is it a show or a movie? It's a movie. It's a movie. Who's in it? Aside from Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston and, and no one else. Oh, no one else? Okay. The guy who voices Bill on King of the Hill. <laughs> oh. He's the guy who's Bill Dotry? My stapler. Oh. Huh. Anyway, that's not Canadian. Great. That's not um, Canadian. We have to talk about this. So Emma's still upset about how her project has been ruined, but then Manny eats a chocolate bar for breakfast and she says it makes her feel happy. Or no, she says it tastes like it happy. It tastes like happy. It tastes like happy. And here's another problem I have with this episode is what happens next. Uh, yeah, and somehow this makes a light bulb go off in Emma's head and she's like, Eureka, people are more active when they're in a good mood. Uh, but then that doesn't back up the rest of the fucking okay, data. Okay, no, because so then... what I'm so mad about. So then she so then she just logs on to Microsoft Word, <laughs> and she just changes the title of her project without also changing her question, or her stated hypothesis, or her conclusions, or any of the so supplemental materials that matter for a science project. She's literally taping it up as the judges walk up. Guess what, girl? You're disqualified. You are not ready. <laughs> Yeah, also, she seems if to be... If you got judged earlier, this would not have been prepared on time. So it's unfair to judge, like, ugh, I'm so mad at this. Well, she's also using the papyrus font, which is funny. Yes. <laughs> Emma Nelson and Avatar. Avatar fan over here, two, yeah. Emma Nelson and Avatar, the two biggest proponents of papyrus. <laughs> no one has ever done more for papyrus than those two. What do you think's more iconic, the um, papyrus font for Avatar or the PlayStation 3 having the Spider-Man font? <gasps> Ooh, oh my oh that's a great question i was invested in both of these um <laughs> well i think papyrus got the snl skit so okay avatar so i want to say avatar um right, we'll take it yes um okay so oh yeah and then emma wins first place <laughs> which she shouldn't have but then uh i get well I, yeah, and, you know yeah. maybe she she should win like a line producing award for getting all these people into one place every morning before school but she i don't think this is like Science. I'm, I. This is a bad experiment. I mean, she says it by being able to like put spin on it. She puts a lot of spin when she's presenting her award, which also we did not. I don't recall we actually presented our science fair projects. We just put them on display, and then people looked around and like read them, and you know they went off yeah. our data. We didn't get to like, you know, uh, editorialize and sort of put <laughs> our own like flair <laughs> in our presentation. Yeah. Uh, but that's what notches her the win. So good for her. Well, uh, before she's presented with the win, we see a brief speech from a girl named Nadia, who is giving a speech about how wolves are our friends. <laughs> she says, I hope one day 
we'll all see that the wolves are our friends. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> I, I just imagine that the teachers are like, okay, you don't need to give a speech. Yeah. Go, 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 go along. <laughs> I also imagine that her stepdad also is on the judging panel. <laughs> <laughs> then we just don't see that scene. <laughs> uh, so then Manny accidentally, later on this day, Manny accidentally sends a message to the entire class outing Mr. Simpson's relationship with Emma's mom. And Liberty, who is still super bitter and resentful that her thrilling project on plants <laughs> didn't get first place, she accuses Emma of being a Nepo baby, basically. Oh, she fully Nepo babies yeah, her. She, yeah, she, she calls her out. Yeah, she calls her out for being a Nepo baby and tells her that she should give back her award because of potential bias and judging. Okay, I want to talk... I, all very important, thank you. I want to talk about a couple details here. First of all, um, when Liberty brings this up, she is flossing... <laughs> In the school bathroom. And first of all, I think, I think everyone should floss. Every, not enough people floss. Everyone should floss before bed. I, I don't think anyone should floss in public ever. Like, even if you have something in your tooth, like, just suck it up. Like, don't be gross. And also, I think when you floss, you should wash your hands first because you're sticking your fingers in your mouth. And she did not do that. Did we not? Oh, did she just like walk in and like doesn't? She just walks in and starts flossing, which is wild behavior. Hmm. I don't know. Knowing her, she probably has like hand sanitizer on constantly. Okay, fine. Still gross. Second of all, Still gross. A, a little, a little back even further. When Manny sends out the incriminating message to the whole class. Hmm. Um, JT says, oh, lordy. Oh, lordy. Okay, so, okay, so here's the thing. Liberty's not wrong. She's not wrong, but it's like she's clearly being motivated by envious resentment rather than, like, principles. She's still right, you know, I'm, I'm Team Liberty on this episode. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I just wish she went about it less smugly. I, you know what? Let's not police Liberty's behavior. Like, she was robbed. She's the victim of uh, a robbed. baby. <laughs> robbed. <laughs> she was. She was. Okay. She took so many pictures of those fucking plants. <laughs> I know. It was so boring. They were so bored. They were not feeling her. Well, they, like, Emma didn't say anything. She talked for like 15 seconds. Like, Liberty had a whole presentation. Yeah. She should have won. Yeah. It was very thoroughly documented. And like, what does this white girl need to win the science fair for? Like, she's going to get into whatever fucking college she wants. Like, what is this? This is all, this is all injustice. I hate all of this. Oh my God. I just thought of a much better uh, way to open this episode. Welcome to All About Degrassi, the podcast that believes in women in STEM. Okay. I'm late, but I, I got it. I got there. Okay. Well, let's just leave it here. We can have two intros this week. Um, okay. So Emma confronts Mr. Simpson because she does feel bad about having robbed Liberty. Oh, and, and she's just screaming at him in front and of the she, whole class. Well, she feels insecure about the idea of him. Like, she feels like maybe he's like bribing her to win his affection, then yeah. to win her affections. And, you know, she feels like she's being a teacher's pet, but he shows her the other judge's scores to prove that she won on her Which, own. Which, by the way, we're just on the desk right next to him. Even yeah. Even like, what, three days later? Yeah. I think it's just, well, I think it's the same day. I think. I don't think so. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay, so we know- You're telling me the science fair happened, then they went to media immersion, and the message got sent out, and then 
there was this other class that Emma was also in because Emma was in that class. Was she in that class? Yes, because he was, was saying, like, go sit down. We'll talk about this after oh. class. So this must have been a different day. Oh, you're that does make sense. You're right. Um, yeah, why does he have those on hand? Um, <laughs> He's okay. just, well, because he falsified them and he was waiting <laughs> for this moment to show them to Emma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we just pitch gears and go to our silly B-plot. Um, the spinner has become convinced that the healthy diet Emma put him on for her project is the reason for his stiffy and has turned him into an abject stud. I and, just hate all, I hate all And Jimmy is annoyed by this. Oh, when wouldn't you be? I was annoyed watching it. I yeah. was I was just identifying with Jimmy. Yeah, I was <laughs> definitely Jimmying this whole episode. Um... Yeah, and then so in English class, Jimmy chooses Paige and Spinner. Jimmy Choo? What? Jimmy Choo's. Jimmy chooses. Jimmy chooses. This multiple Jimmy Choo. Jimmy sneakers. chooses Paige <laughs> and Spinner to act as improv partners, where Spinner has to quote unquote deliver a package to Paige's lonely housewife, um, which, as you can imagine, very quickly becomes very dirty. Miss Kwan's, like, if. If I was a parent and I walked in on some of the shit that happens in Miss Kwan's drama class, I would be like, woman, what are you doing with my children? <laughs> Why would you not, as a teacher, immediately be like, we are not doing this premise. We're going to do a different premise. Well, you know, she's OK. You know, there's those English teachers who are like, oh, I'm doing this for the arts. And like, oh, it's important to expose people to challenging ideas. You know, she's that. You know, she's that teacher. She she's always <laughs> fucking She's always fucking rubbing her hands together like, ooh, which of these kids is going to get together? Ooh, I, you kids, I don't <laughs> like you together. She's a shitsterer. Miss Kwan is a shitsterer. We know that. And that's why we stand. We do love her. Okay. Love her. Um, so, and, and then, then Spinner, Spinner gets a boner. Spinner gets a boner while wearing gym shorts. Yes. Or gym pants. Sweatpants? Something. They, they're track pants. Track pants. Track which, pants. all of these are not good if you have a boner. Um, and Paige, I, Paige takes it in stride. Yeah, she, she she thinks it's funny, as does the rest of the class, because penises are very funny at that age. They're uh, pretty funny. I still think they're pretty funny. Sometimes <laughs> when I see one. You're just like, yeah. oh, <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, okay, I don't know how to wrap. I really struggled with wrapping up this subplot, just because I was so Then they have another, bored. another, it was so boring. So I just said, and then Sheila, the lunch lady... Uh, because later on they're like just in the lunch, the empty cafeteria. Uh, <laughs> Why? Which, as, Why are as, they alone with as, her? As you do. <laughs> and then Sheila explains that it's all about hormones and that you know food doesn't give you a boner. It's just your. But she also hormones. tells a story about trying to give her husband a boner by making him oysters, which you should not say to a fucking middle schooler. <laughs> Yeah, is this subplot? <sighs> so my it's issue so with creepy. it is that it's like I don't know. It's you know it's an obviously very silly subplot, but I also just don't feel like I have much to say about it. No, um, which is surprising <laughs> for a storyline that's all about boners. Like you think I'd have a lot more to work with, and I'm just like I was just kind of like bored the whole time. I will say I ordered lunch. Uh, when I started this episode, it arrived and I decided to pause the episode so I could eat my lunch because I can't take notes while I'm eating a sandwich. So I went over there and I ate my sandwich and it took me 45 minutes to work up the will to finish this goddamn episode because I hated it so much. Oh my God. I, I hated it. I didn't feel that strongly. Oh, I, just, I hated it. <laughs> I just thought it was boring, which it is. Um, okay. So That's we're, why I hated it. We're it was so boring. <laughs> we're wrapping it up. Okay. Emma apologizes to Mr. Simpson for her behavior, 
and they overcome a big hurdle in their relationship to one another. And, you know, it feels like this is the first step in Mr. Simpson finally feeling, like, integrated into the family unit, and that this is, you know, they are coming together as a family. And Emma has accepted him into his her life as a father figure of a sort. Um... And how do, how do they express their affection to one another? By in these closing giving moments? each other nicknames, by calling each other by all of what their... Did, what, what did I tell you two episodes ago? This fucking writer, someone in this fucking writer's room is like, nicknames are a fast track to endearing two characters to one another. Yeah. it's But this is like a, an example of how poorly he uses this device. Because oh, but these are supposed to be bad nicknames. These are not, this is not pre-established as something yes, it, that these two do to each yes, other. Yes, it is. No, when? At the beginning of the episode, he says, I want you to call me Archie. Okay, I guess. Yes, that is literally, and then this is the full circle <sighs> moment. I think that is actually nice. They're like, oh, we have like these bookends of like, oh, you know, she's being too formal around him. And he wants her to be less formal. And that's like, that is the sh- that shows how the relationship has become more intimate. Okay, well, I didn't put that together. So maybe that one's on me. Yes. But <laughs> I still hated it and it was very cringe. Well, we support you taking accountability. All right, we're going to do the next episode. Did this episode go there? Of course not. Obviously not. This piece of shit episode. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I haven't been this mad since season one. <laughs> oh, this episode's fine. It's, I hated it. It's the, the, I think the main plot, my where I have come down, main plot's fine, subplot's not good. Subplot's bad. Alright, well, the main plot's bad also. We're gonna <laughs> talk about the next episode in a wee bit. So, enjoy this commercial break for um, HelloFresh. Oh, is it not... um? Viagra? <laughs> yeah, we have a Viagra sponsorship. <laughs> okay, we'll see you in a second. Season 2, Episode 6, Drive. Named after the song by The Cars. Oh, I thought it was named after that Incubus song. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> well, according to the Degrassi wiki, it is the song by the Cars. Who's gonna drive you home tonight? Well, one of the it, like one of the later episodes could be named "Drive" after the Incubus song, right? Because they start giving early two thousands names to the episodes in the later seasons, right? Yeah, there's not another episode called "Drive" though. Okay. Well. If you have another episode about a car, future Degrassi seasons, consider naming it after Drive by Incubus. Yeah, or Fast Car. What's Fast Car? I got a fast car. Or you got a fast car. You don't know that song? No. What? I feel like I have so little information about it. Why won't you tell me anything about it? All right. Um, (laughs) We're back in the saddle with our boy. It's Craig time. What is this? Why are you always pulling these things that I don't know? I love Craig. But we're back in the saddle. Yeah, with Craig. See a cowboy? Yeehaw. <laughs> um, I'm happy to be back with Craig. Um, I, <laughs> I liked him being a little mini Joey Huckster and being like, just saying bullshit about the car to get the guy to buy it. I thought that was pretty good. That was good. Well, I like... I, okay, I will just say, I really like this episode. This um, episode's good. I liked this. Um, yeah, so Craig is really enjoy li- enjoying living with Joey. And they've built up a really great rapport with each other. And that's really great. And it feels very intimate. And Joey's granting Craig sort of like a taste of the freedom that he's been deprived of for so long after having lived with his 
you know, abusive piece of shit father. Yeah. Very and, controlling father. Yeah. Very yeah. controlling father. And so now it feels like Craig kind of finally gets to, you know, you know, live freely and sort of embrace this freedom that he has. Uh, perhaps even too much freedom. Hmm. Perhaps. Perhaps. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, so Joey plans to go on this weekend getaway with his lady friend. And he trusts Craig to be able to have the place to himself. So Craig decides that he should invite over the boys. The boys. The lads. <laughs> the it's, bows. It's adorable that his first... I guess this is jumping out a little, but the first person he reaches out to is Sean. They're still friends. I know. Even they, before he asks Spinner and Jimmy, who I guess they're all cool with each other now. When did that happen? Well, so as we see, clearly Jimmy and Sean are not cool with each other um, at all. But you remember, like, the last time we saw Craig interact with Jimmy and Spinner, like, they were making fun of him and dunking on him and Craig. That's right. Yeah, their friendship really did transpire off so now, screen. Yeah, so now Craig and them are just cool and they're buddies. And so is Marco. Yeah. Even was, though Marco kicked their ass in the dance competition. Yeah, Marco Del Rossi in his first official speaking role. Moving on up. Yeah, he has a funny first line. This episode's funny. It's I a, think it's a funny episode. It's good. I like it. Yeah. Uh, there's a few ground rules, though, for this weekend. And that is no drinking, no girls, no parties. But they can get donuts. Yes, that was an adorable line. This this episode is jam-packed with cute lines. There's some lines I hated, and we'll talk about those also. Or they said by Spinner. All of the Spinner stuff. Oh, my God. No, Spinner's so good in this episode. Spinner. He's like plays a very valuable, vital role. I have a quote from Spinner. Uh, from this episode, excitement makes me fart. Yeah. Really? Like, what are we doing here, guys? They're teenage boys. This is like the teenage boy episode. Excitement makes me fart? Yeah. I'm supposed to identify with this? No. You're supposed to be like, ew, you're a gross boy. Uh, I'm so... Let's talk about the things I like. So, like, uh... Almost everything else, <laughs> by the way. It's just almost everything Spinner says in this episode. And this is why I have a beef against Spinner is because, like, this is almost a perfect episode. Oh, I think Spinner's great in this episode. I, I think he's, I mean, again, is he, like, the dumb, you know, blockhead? Yeah, but it's like, you always have to have a dumb blockhead. Did you know that the actor who plays Marco, Adamo Ruggiero, mm -hmm. auditioned to play Craig? Oh, I feel like I did. This is like very like. This is like a behind the scenes. Yeah, factoid. I think there's like deep Degrassi lore like in my brain that I forgot. Uh, I, I know it because I think there was like a special that followed like some of the actors from the show. It like went to their hometowns and like not just for I think it was for all the end shows. I think they did it with mm. Marco from this show and someone from Radio Free Roscoe and someone from. <laughs> We do. Uh, do you know what Radio Free Roscoe no. is? No. Okay. We. That's a whole. We cannot talk about Radio Free Roscoe. We're not allowed to talk about Radio Free Roscoe. We don't have time today. There's too many things to oh, say. Oh, I'm so curious now. It's a companion show, and Paige's roommate, when she goes to college, came from Radio Free Roscoe when it got canceled and joined. Wait, we've talked about Radio Free Roscoe before on the show, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, this is, yeah, okay. I see. Radio Free Roscoe was on at the same time as Degrassi, like, on the end. They would be, like, played back-to-back, -back, like, new episodes. So, it was similarly important in my brain 
just because they were linked together in right, such a way. Right. But like looking at them objectively, like Degrassi is just quite a bit better. Oh dear. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um Okay, so in the subplot, uh Ashley's got a whole new look. And Goth she, Ashley reveal, what's yeah, up? Exactly. She's in her goth era. Uh <laughs> because she's become friends with Ellie, as we've discussed. Previously. And she has no personality of her own, so she's just gonna dress like Ellie now. She's just yeah, exactly. I mean, there are those people who are just like, well, I don't really have a firm sense of identity, so I'm going to like sort of take which I think is like fine. Like when you're especially when you're that age and you're like figuring out who you are. She's a scene hopper, let's just say it. Let's <laughs> You're really gatekeeping right now. <laughs> Um, what do you think of her new look? She looks great. <laughs> yeah, it's very like it's very Feruza bulk. Very yes. the craft. Yes, I like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm very I'm, craft. Yeah, it's very the craft. Um And so, this is the only episode where her hair is like this, because she cuts it a little shorter. That's for the right. rest I was of the gonna say hair. it looks a little yeah. longer here. This is the one episode where it's like this. I think she cuts it short and dyes it in the next episode. Mm. So this is like a nice midpoint. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like I don't remember it looking like this. It looks really great. I kind of love it. She looks great. Um, I I and clearly as Brent pointed out in the '80s episode, she was already like feeling some sort of goth within her because her '80s look was like black leather. Yeah, it was like a choker. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was already you know she was feeling you know she was feeling her feels at mm-hmm. that point. Um, yeah, very emo. Um, so okay, so Ellie has plans to get her cartilage pierced, and after seeing her belly button piercing, Ashley decides to get her belly button pierced as well because she doesn't have a personality. Is a scene hopper. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, do we think? Okay, I'm just curious. Like, do you think they use a belly button double for Stacy Farber, Ellie, or do you think? Oh, I didn't think of that. I think the way they shot Ellie's belly button, it could have been a clip-on, don't you think? That's true. Yeah. I was just curious, because both times they flash her belly button piercing, she's not, it's like a close-up. So it's like she like raises her shirt and then it's like cuts to like a close-up. And I was like, well, is this just somewhat like a body double for... I think that you think they have body doubles way more than they do because this is the whole Jimmy thing where he was obviously just dancing and oh the I don't know I, I will know. be posting video proof on the Instagram I don't later know today, do we so have you, you all will have already seen the video proof by now I don't know if, okay I can't wait I can't wait <laughs> I will be preloaded on Adobe <laughs> Premiere baby I'm doing it right after this recording Great. I can't wait for this debunking um uh what do you think about belly button piercings yay or nay um, I have a couple, uh, friends who have gotten belly button piercings and I think it's cute. Uh, it's not for me. I did at one point in my sort of, cause I did have a lip ring for four really? or five years. Yeah. Have you, have you had any piercings? Uh, it's just my cartilage. Okay. Oh, right, right. I'm looking, um, I'm looking at them now. Right now. Yeah. That probably hurt way more than my lip. It hurt a lot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like, it, like people would ask me, like, oh, did it hurt? I was like, oh, yeah, a lot for <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> um, I think it probably got infected, but I just, like, fought my way through it. Because, you know, I was like, I paid for this. I'm not going to take <laughs> it out. <laughs> like a weenie. Um, no, I, I never was tempted to get my belly button piercing, but I did want to get the surface piercings that the <gasps> emo boys had, like, on their hips. Right, on their little... Because uh, they were really hot, on the, their um, little cum gutters. Yes, what are they called? Apollo's belt. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted those, but I talked to a person at the um, 
the piercing place and she was like just so you know they're like semi-permanent and they're very <gasps> prone to infection like you can't just take them out oh wow like you it would be like a process to like take them out and oh, have wow. them heal up whereas when i was done with my lip ring i just took it out one day and it, right it was done no i actually for a time off and on i was sort of tempted about uh to get a belly button piercing and oh really I, yeah i mean like never seriously but it was just like oh i think they're kind of fun and then i was like no they're very y2k i, I think. think so yeah yeah it's of a time it's certainly of a time <laughs> this was the, this i mean this was like the belly button piercing heyday this episode so they go to this tattoo slash piercing parlor run by a guy named attila. attila attila like like the hun it was just a family name which i think is weird <laughs> because he's a white guy he's not He's not a <laughs> Mongol. No. <laughs> uh, also, they play opera music at, this, yeah, that was at the tattoo parlor, which is like an odd choice. But it's I don't usually hip hop or metal. Yeah, but, exactly. You know. Yeah, where's the metal? Um, and then Attila tells Ashley that she has to get her mom to sign off on her piercing. Yes. Um, which you know is standard protocol, and her mom is surprisingly just like, yeah, I guess. That's cool. Yeah, she's like, sure, if you want it. She's like, well, your dad's gay. Might as well poke a hole in yourself. I don't care. <laughs> That's definitely her process. Yeah. Uh, but we get this sense of, like, Ashley's clearly having second thoughts about this whole thing. Um, and then, like, when she goes to get her piercing, it's no surprise that she gets cold feet mm-hmm. and she backs out of it. Yeah. Um, also, the sitar music from when JT and Toby thought that they were rolling... <gasps> They reused the, it? They reused it for her In the tattoo parlor? Yeah, for her getting her piercing. <laughs> and we don't know if it's diegetic or non-diegetic music. Like, because... I, yeah. I think if he's listening to opera, then of course he's listening to sitar He's music. listening to stock sitar music. <laughs> I think there's a... Copyright-free st- sitar music. I think there's a radio station in Canada that just plays co- uh, copyright-free sitar music all day. And when you're rolling or piercing a belly button, you just flip it on and, you know, have a nice time. Hmm... I need that radio. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need lo-fi hip-hop beats anymore. I need sitar music. Honestly, that's going to be the new trend. (laughs) Sitar music to study to. To study to, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so meanwhile, we're we're jumping gears back to the main plot. And um, the boys are living it up in their bachelor pad as they engage in such exciting activities as eating cheese whiz and... Playing go fish. I have a bit of an issue with this. Like the initial, because they're all excited to have the house to themselves. Right. And the initial cut to the house is they're all very bored on the couch Mm -hmm. and they're eating chips and they're so bored. But it's like, I don't know, put on some music, put on some royalty free sitar music, for example. (laughs) Put on some music, put on a movie, you know, like play something other than go fish. Well, I think, I think this thing is like, because this is, like, clearly, like, a rare occasion. Yeah. And they're like, well, I feel like we... The, the, it's like they want to make the most of it. And they're like, well, we don't know how to make the most of it. But you here, know? Yes, I hear you. But here is my issue. The, it, there is a scene of them being bored, sitting there eating chips. Mm-hmm. And then they say, we have to do something fun. They try to do two fun things. Neither of them are fun. <laughs> and then it cuts to them sitting outside... And they're doing having a nothing. Good... And they're having the best time. <laughs> yeah, I will say, that was a weird... I was like, oh, suddenly they're like fine with each other. He's, they're like having a good time. Craig is chewing on a piece of wheat. <laughs> and he says, this is the life. Which was so weird. And all that has transpired since then was Spinner eating cheese with, yeah. and then Marco making a prank phone call 
to poor Emma, who's just brought into this yeah. mess. Um, <laughs> it's honestly pretty funny. Yeah, it's very funny. And that's, that's the Emma cameo for yeah, the episode. No, no, honestly, Marco <laughs> is the only person who's funny in this group of people. That was, that was a pretty funny thing to do. Because uh, she had, we should say, I guess, uh, she, uh, in, by she, I mean Marco. She, uh, <laughs> she, she, hers. she, she gets her phone and she's like, Hey, Hey, Sean, do a prank phone call. But Marco has called Emma and, and Sean embarrasses himself. It's funny. It's good. It's a funny episode. It's, it's good stuff. And I like, like it. And I do love this scene when they're, when they're outside, even though again, like how they get to that point is kind of like, when did you guys start having fun? I know you know? you're doing the exact yeah, same yeah, thing. Exactly. You you're doing about. nothing. Um, but I love the scene because it's like, you get this glimpse into Joey, like how he's like, or not Joey into Craig's relationship with Joey. How he's like, Oh no, Joey doesn't really care what I do. Oh, it's so liberating. Like he just like, we're on such good terms. He's like a friend, you know? And it's sort of like, Again, it's just like he's sort of taking advantage of Joey's trust. He kind of is, yeah. But I think he's too emotionally immature to know that's what he's doing. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, again, this is a kid who has gone through the ringer with his father and like someone who has been very domineering. And so having this sort of newfound sense of freedom is clearly, it's getting intoxicating for mm -hmm. him. So, um, but then Craig brings up how Joey let him drive the car or drive a car at the used car dealership that joey runs mm -hmm. and the boys convince craig to take a car from the dealership out for a spin uh and so while listening to the radio as they're driving this car around well first of all <clears throat> i want to say that sean upon hearing that craig drove the car on the car lot <laughs> for like <laughs> i guess like less than a city block right on a car lot he says and brent you might just have to pull this clip i think we need to hear him deliver it but he says windows down tunes pumping i'd give anything for that <laughs> windows down I, tunes pumping <laughs> i'd give anything for that <laughs> you'd be you'd give anything to be in a car listening to music by the way you can listen to music at your fucking house and maybe you'll have a yeah fucking why are none of you playing music what if it cuts to them driving in the car and the tunes are pumping but it's sitar music <laughs> copyright music <Yeah>. <laughs> To study too. <laughs> okay, that's another thing I might put on on the Degrassi Instagram page is a uh, Sean bumping sitar music <laughs> in his car. I think that might have to be it. Um. So okay, so they're listening to the radio. Uh, surprisingly, not sitar music. No. Um, but the radio, and they hear about a contest to win tickets to see Kid Elric, <gasps> who is. Not a real musician. I'm so excited to talk about Kid Elric. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Kid Elric is on this show, like, as long as Miss Kwan. Mm -hmm. Kid Elric comes up constantly. And, and in he's... season, like, 10, you finally see Kid Elric, and he's basically Kid Rock. And it's so weird. <gasps> oh, really? You never, you don't remember this? No, I don't. I haven't gotten that, I mean, I haven't gotten that far in my rewatch. So... Uh, Wait, really? This is not okay. This is not a spoiler. I can I can bring it up in a non-spoilery way. Okay, I thought that Kid Elric. I I want to hear this, but like I thought Kid Elric was like the you know the um Heather Sinclair like of just like a you person. would think right. But there is a uh, uh, one scene in a much later episode where some of the people involved in in this incident um are like reuniting because maybe they haven't been as tight lately. And they do it by going to a Kid Elric concert. And one of the people... No, wait. 
No, he was not here for this. <laughs> but he, we know most of the characters on the show like Kid Elric because one of the other characters goes right up to the front of the Kid Elric show and we see him and he has long blonde hair and he is rap rocking and he is essentially Kid Rock. Oh, wow. So what I find crazy is that these, you know, basically every boy on this show thinks Kid Elric is the coolest musician ever. So it's like Jimmy, Marco, Sean, Craig all have the same favorite musician and it's basically Kid Rock. That's crazy. It's so fucking wild. And I will, this is maybe one other thing I'll post. This might just be a story. This might not be like a, a full post, but I will maybe just post a, a brief clip of Kid Elric in person because you do see him eventually. Oh, that's too bad. I was going to ask you what genre of music you think Kid Elric is, but I guess we know now. It is country style rap rock and oh. it is very upsetting. I thought I was like, maybe I was going to swerve and be like, maybe it's like reggae. <laughs> I think you hear a clip of it on the radio when they're driving to the thing, and it does kind of sound like honky-tonk hip-hop. Hip-hop. That, that does not seem like the music that all of these kids... I know! The that youth, sounds so crazy! I didn't, I don't, I'm not sure the youths really like Kid Rock. Well, what um, these kids like... It, I, I can't wait till we get to some of the more musical episodes, because the, the journey these kids go on with the music that they write and the music that they listen to is so at the whims of what needs to happen in the episode like none of them have a, a taste of music yeah i mean even if you want to be like oh what are the kids listening to you know i feel like it'd be like i don't know like limp biscuit or something if anything it would be limp biscuit or like blink 182 you blink know, 182 is what they should have shot for. yeah yeah because that's a band that everyone can kind of like no one's gonna be offended that you like blink 182 right and that's like that's like <laughs> that can be like a uniting interest yeah all these kids but kid elric it is um okay well <laughs> get ready because we'll be spending a lot of time with kid elric but <laughs> for now they rush to the park yeah i've never seen a radio station contest like this where the radio station says hey drive to this park and answer a question in person, <laughs> and we'll just hand you four tickets. Right. This is usually like a, a like a like a you know a talk show thing. You yeah. call in, call in. You yeah. know, uh, not drive up, not come to our booth in the park. Uh, Which is like, how is that raising awareness for the radio station? I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. It's not a good like I, you would want to do it in like I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. We just need like an excuse for them to drive around a bit longer. They need basically. to drive. Um, that's so, the title of the episode. After so instead, yeah, after exactly. the infamous Incubus they, song, they drive. Um, so instead of just taking the car around the block, of course, they ignore Marco's voice of reason. They drive out to the park and they win these tickets. They win tickets to see Kid Elric. Yay. Yay. Uh, and then they safely drive the car back to the lot. I was also, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Evan. Um, I was, I was pretty sad that these were not the same radio DJs. From, I know. I, at first I thought it was Billy, who I think is the, the blonde girl from the dance, mm. but it wasn't, it was not her. Yeah. It's Mad Dog and Billy, right? Right. Yeah. It, it was not them. See, I thought Kid Elric was like going to be someone like in their lineage of like, oh, a real Canadian person uh, that they're name dropping. See, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah. And for years I thought Kid Elric was maybe a real singer, but then I I saw him on my Degrassi and he was just a... Yeah, no, he has a page of the Degrassi. He was a Degrassi player. Wiki, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so they safely drive the car back to the lot and everything seems to be coming up Craig, but then, uh-oh, Joey found out they took the car. And... and this was well foreshadowed because when they were stealing the car, there was like a phone call to the office and they right. were like, you can't answer that, but it's like they should have because right. it was a silent alarm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm. There's a lot of good foreshadowing. It was, it was a good episode. 
episode. Um, yeah, and so Joey's, of course, majorly pissed. Um, yeah. So, concluding the B-plot, Ashley feels embarrassed about her chickening out of getting a piercing and trying to impress Ellie. But Ellie assures her that Ashley doesn't need to get a piercing to impress her. Uh, I like the subplot. I do think it's nice that establish. I, I think it's growth for Ashley, who desperately needs some growth. And I think it's a great introduction to Ellie as a person who is not as cold and uh, standoffish as her exterior might make you believe. Right. It's just good to see Ellie getting airtime at this point, because obviously I love, we have, Ellie. I love Ellie. Ellie's a top five character for me. I mean, the gays love Ellie, I think. She's so great. Yeah. I mean, the gays literally... Love Ellie. For <laughs> more foreshadowing for you guys. Um, and then in the conclusion of our A plot, Joey chews Craig out for betraying his trust and tears up his beloved Kid Elric ticket as punishment. Mm-hmm. And I do, I, this is why I fucking Jake Epstein is a good actor because he so sincerely is like, oh, Kid Elric! <laughs> no! <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> can you imagine missing Kid Elric? Oh. <laughs> he really had that mental objective. I was impressed. Uh, yeah, this is a great. Again, this sort of like is the culmination of like sort of uh, this theme throughout this episode of like, oh, you know, Craig's taking advantage of Joey's trust and sort of like Joey sort of having this like very friendly uh, relationship with Craig. That's like maybe it's not quite parental. Like the the sort of the status of their relationship is sort of porous and like up in the air of like oh is it like a you know is it more for a friendship is it a you know parent relationship uh and so joey sort of like kind of makes it clear like hey you know i am your you know guardian i am a you know guardian father figure to you and you cannot betray my trust mm-hmm. um you know take me seriously and uh you know uh craig learns that the hard way unfortunately but I think he grounds like, him for three weeks for three weeks and no Kid Elric tickets. No Kid Elric. No Kid Elric tickets. Um, this episode's great. This episode's really good. I think if you cut some of the um, fart jokes, it would be like a 10 out of 10 episode for me. I really liked it. <laughs> I just don't like fart humor. And if, if there is fart humor, I just think it needs to be implemented in a way that is more clever than this. Mm-hmm. But even... So, like, I'm going to give credit. Like, there's parts that work for me. Like, when he's chugging the cheese and all the kids are, like, half-heartedly cheering like, yeah rooting for that's funny Spinner, yeah go. yeah that's funny well here's that's the great. thing i think it's funny i think it works because like clearly they're all also sick of spinner's bullshit yeah uh, in this episode i think that helps and like so it's like like the, the show is self-aware that like spinner is like a clown and like they're like god stop stop you you, you fool you fool there's also something so funny about the 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 small scale of this like dream they have which is to drive drive around the block (laughs) i know and it's so funny because like craig clearly is like trying to like push it off he's like oh maybe we can do it tomorrow and then they all wake up on the on the floor and the couch of of craig's living room and before anyone has said anything to anyone all three of them get up at the same time walk over to craig are wiping the sleep out of their eyes and they're like are we still going on the drive today? It's like, <laughs> were you just literally laying there all night dreaming about driving around the block? I think it's so cute. It's very it's like, cute. It's so, like, it, it, it captures, like, sort of, like, the adolescent ambitions that you have at yeah, that age. Totally. Like, I, oh, if I could just take the car for a spin, you know, windows down, 
Tune something. <laughs> oh what could God. be better? This was a great episode. This was such an antidote to that horrible science fair episode. Truly, the you know the best and worst that Degrassi has yes. to offer. Honestly, I think if I wanted to show people the highs and lows of both Degrassi and our podcast, <laughs> I would say watch these episodes and listen to this episode of the podcast because you're gonna get it all, baby. Uh, also, just real quick, we also get a subtle foreshadowing of uh, Marco plot. To yes, come. because Sean says, uh, "What are you guys gonna kiss each other?" And Marco says, "Shut up, Sean. Don't joke about that. Don't joke about that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marco pulls a Sasha Valure. Uh, if you know, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, and I, I do think that is an example of some some good forethought some good writing I, i'd be really curious and i'm i know i'm not gonna do this but what i would like to do is find out who wrote this episode and who wrote the previous episode and be like do i hate all of the episodes written by this person and that love? would be an interesting i'm curious to but do. i'm not gonna do it it would be hard <laughs> uh okay does this episode go there i don't think it does because mm, there was yeah. not quite enough consequences for the joyride Right, like, oh, which I'm, which to be clear, I'm glad it doesn't go there. Like, it, oh yeah, it, it doesn't need, need to. to go. It there. does not need to. Go and there. it like flirts with going there when they like have a brief encounter with cops on the road, but like nothing mm. becomes of it. Like, it they 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 get away with it scot free. Like, yeah, just, I like mean, what four white kids in the suburbs? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like if Jimmy had been there, maybe they would. Yeah, be like, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about this. Yeah. Um, so, but no, like I like this is a pretty low stakes episode. It's a good. It's a good hang. This yeah, episode is a good hang. It's a hang, and we get a few good hang episodes in the future this reminds me of mm. kind of the breakfast club one yeah exactly yeah yeah just some kids hanging out i liked it okay uh well what did you learn today i learned a couple of very important things first of all i learned that if you're having a bad time with your friends just go outside and chew on a piece of wheat <laughs> it's gonna make everything <laughs> seem way better and i also learned that uh plants they like sunlight. <laughs> Newsflash. Yeah. Plants. What, what Chlorophyll. You... <laughs> Very important. What, what did you learn today? Uh, well, I, I learned that Kid Alric makes an appearance in season 10. He's fully uh, on the show. Um, I, oh, and I learned that Kid Alric is divorced. Kid Alric is divorced. That's, and you know, that was sad. That was a hard time. I was really rooting for them. I know. They seem so happy together. It also <laughs> seems like that's such a bullshit question because the question is, what's the name of Kid Alric's wife? It's like, well, he doesn't have a wife. Well, it's like, oh no, I feel like you should still tell me his ex-wife's name yeah. if you want these tickets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, thank you How for... How famous is he? <laughs> like, wouldn't you know that? Anyway... <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I'm so mad about week. it. Now I don't like the episode anymore. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, that's we, we, we have to stop recording before, before it turns on show. this episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>